Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Hey, listeners. Welcome back to the Sex Wrap. You're here today with Spring and Andrew. Hi, guys. Uh, how are you feeling today, Spring? Oh, I am inside. Um, like I've been for two and a half weeks or so. So, uh, you know, that's how I am. (laughs) I I am also inside. I haven't left my house, I think, since uh, the 15th of March. Oh, my God. But, I don't even know I mean, what day it is anymore. It, like, I love all the memes. Like, it doesn't even matter what day it is. Like, what day of the week is it? What day of the month is it? Like, it doesn't matter. It's the same. Yeah. I know you never watched Downton Abbey, but there's a part when Maggie Smith says, what is the weekend? And I kind of feel like we're at that point now where, like, it's... I mean, I work all the time anyway, but now I work in the same space, in the same area. Like, it's just constant, the same. Yep. yep. But I kind of like it. I kind of like it. My dog loves it. And then I have two cats and one of them is friendly. The other one is nice, but doesn't care. The nice one that doesn't care now is like, oh, hey, uh, I just noticed that people are here three weeks into your uh, <laughs> distancing. Um, <laughs> I'm going to come sit with you. He actually came today. Uh, anyway, That's so things cute. are pretty. Things are changing for the pets, too. For the pets. Um, so all to all of our listeners, though, we hope that you are doing okay with all of this. Like Spring and I said last week, we're both really fortunate to have jobs and have like job security. And uh, we hope that you're taking care of yourself and that you're protecting yourself and that you're doing good, healthy things across the board, right? Not just sexual healthy things, but relationship healthy things. Like uh, last week I said, we have to stop using the term social distancing and talk about physical distancing because I think now is the time where it's more important than ever to be socially close to all of the people in your life since you don't get to see them. Yeah, Mm. and it is really challenging to um, keep that emotional connection and to keep that going over time and space (laughs) distances, right? So um I think that like is a little bit about what we're talking about today too, isn't it? So uh, we have a bunch of questions that have come in from our listeners. And then I was talking to some of our interns yesterday uh, and it's kind of funny. They all echoed each other. So the the questions are sort of opposite ends of the spectrum. So the first is really kind of sad uh, where, you know, like I'm in this relationship with this person that I really like um, and they're at a distance and I miss them. And there's no end in sight for how long until I see them again, right? So this is about long distance relationships where you can't have that like goal where, you know, like once a month, we're going to see each other or, you know, the first day of summer, whatever it is that's out. The second set of questions are all, I'm getting driven crazy by living with this person that I love. So the specific question is, um, I live with my boyfriend in a studio apartment and I can't get away. I'm slowly going crazy. Also not a question, but I mean, (laughs) but we get it. It's a question. (laughs) It's what the hell do I do? (laughs) I mean, it's kind of, so we have both ends of the spectrum to talk about today. So if you are someone, someone like me, who's just like, oh, this is nice. I get to hang out with people that I like to spend time with. Then this is not for you. You can just go to the next episode. Just kidding. Listen, because you can tell your (laughs) friends how to cope. I think we should talk about long distance relationships first. What do you think? Yeah. Let's talk about people who can't see the people they really want to see right now. So 
uh, you can't see the person. We have a whole episode about maintaining long-distance relationships, and I think there's probably a lot of good, like, starter tips. But in the age of coronavirus, everything is really amped up, right? It's, like, even more disconnection, and there's a lot of anxiety. People are really stressed out. They don't get to see people. Um, so there's a lot of really basic things that you could do that we've already talked about, like, still schedule a date. Like, dress up for your date. Get, you know, if you are if you wear makeup, put makeup on. Put on nice clothes. And then video conference with your person. It's so weird. Video conference. You can FaceTime. You can Zoom. You can Google Hangout. There's lots of different things that you can do. Um, but working on just maintaining everyday meaningful connection, yeah, it, it, yeah. is just the start. Yeah, so, I mean... When we're talking about like how do we maintain these connections when we can't physically be with someone, um, yeah, that episode forty-seven on long-distance relationships is a great, great one to listen to. We have a lot of like very specific tips about um, how you can do things together um, even when you're not together. And you know what's interesting is I think a lot of people have actually started to figure this out. Um, now because everybody is trying to do everything online together and you know that's not something that was happening before like people in long distance relationships before were kind of like oh my god how can we do things together when we're not together but we have other things we want to do but now it's how can we do things when we're not together and we have nothing else to do so we can do everything on the internet? <laughs> so I think people have got a lot more creative about doing things together online. Um, and that is really, um, I think, actually cool to see, you know, that a lot of people are being much more creative than they were before about how can we still connect when we're not in the same physical space. Um, but, um, but that, even, you know, with like doing things um, over uh, the internet together or even just over the phone together, um, there still is a lot that we need to deal with, right? Like we still don't have this uh, sense of someone's energy or their physical touch. And how do we deal with that? And how do we manage like all of the emotions that go along with that? And a lot of the things that people do via, you know, video conferencing, um, a lot of the time it's like activity based and it's not emotional based. Like you're not having that heart to heart. You're not having that actual cuddle. So it's making sure that you focus some of your energy into, you know, affirming emotions and having that heart to heart, having close emotional conversations. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's really difficult for people to sort of bridge that gap uh, because uh, like, there's no end in sight. And that's the other thing that I think is really important because uh, our episode 47, we talk a lot about, you know, like make sure you have these benchmarks where you're going to see this person at the end of this long, or you have this exciting thing, or, you know, you're going to be sending uh, sexy texts back and forth because you know, at the end of it all, there's going to be intimacy. You might, you know, hang, uh, hook up, have sex, be close, whatever it is you do with that person. And now you kind of have to put that on the back burner, but, uh, I think there are things that you can still experiment with. Like people talk about phone sex, people talk about video chat sex. There's a lot of other things that you can do to sort of simulate that closeness as well. So, yeah, like let's talk about like how can we do some of this more emotional bonding when we are over distance. So, 
um, you know, we talked about like, yeah, you can do all these things together, but then how can you like really like focus in on a heart to heart and like creating that kind of space for that can be difficult. Like when you're just like checking in with someone, um, on the phone or on a video chat. So, um, you know, you can use little tools to like help create the space for something like that. So it could be something like taking a quiz you found online, like a quiz about, um, you know, some of your, uh, maybe relationship preferences or, um, what style of attachment you are or something, or it could be something a little more silly, like how adventurous in bed are you? You know, it could be anything that interests you and, you know, finding a quiz like that and then like going through it with a partner, like that could be a way to like, start to have some kind of more deeper emotional conversation that um, you're just looking for something to create that space, the space to have that conversation, right? Because it's not going to just naturally arise looking at someone through a screen. And most of the time when you're in long distance relationships, you start the whole thing with what did you do today, right? Like, how was your day? What did you do? We're all doing the same thing every day now. Like, it's not that great of a conversation starter. Let's see. I sat in my bedroom with my back hunched over, looking into my camera, having Zoom. I mean, so uh, I love Spring's suggestion of sitting there and finding, like, let's do some goofy little quizzes. Go to BuzzFeed.com. We're not sponsored by them. Maybe we should be today. And take some of their, like, there's all kinds of things that you can do to spark that. Um, but it's finding those sort of situations finding news articles, reading something together, whatever it is that helps you get to that point, and then making sure you actually have that conversation on the other side. Because sometimes when we are in these video conferences, you get distracted with other things, watching TV, playing a video game, something else is going on. So making sure that you fully dedicate your time and energy, like we're going to have that heart to heart. It's kind of weird. Scheduling a heart to heart sounds like the worst heart to heart (laughs) advice that you can do. But it's really important to make sure that you're still stoking those fires because relationships take that kind of work and energy every day. And it's easy to forget that that's what really is sort of the glue that holds it together, especially when there's a million other things or absolutely nothing going on to talk about. And I think that's the more dangerous part that people are facing now is that there's really nothing happening, nothing to reflect on. Um, We're hitting a point where people have exhausted their binges on Netflix and Hulu. Like it's, it's, so it's going to be like, being creative and figuring out. I love the little TikTok videos. Um, I, don't, I know Spring doesn't really do TikTok, but like people having like romantic dates outside with candles and. First of all, <laughs> who doesn't do TikTok? Don't give me that. <laughs> so everybody Mister, does TikTok now. I never now. post any social media whatsoever. Anyway. <laughs> I actually started. So one of the things that I've done, so I think that this question we're talking about, like missing people, not seeing people, like I'm doing lots of things that I don't normally do in my everyday life to make sure I stay connected to people. Like I do little happy hours where people come into the living room and we talk and play games and have a drink sometimes. But I'm also actually posting to social media quite a bit now (laughs) about what's going on in the world and chatting with people and using like Facebook Messenger. I didn't even have it downloaded on my phone, but I do now. Um, like, but all of the things that I'm doing to maintain friendships, if you're in a romantic relationship, it's going to be even more energy, directed energy and thoughtful work. Um, I mean, you can't even really send people cards in a lot of parts of the country anymore. Like where I live in Florida, the mail kind of comes. 
and that's that's as good as it gets like the males may or may not be here on any given day and spring was in new york up until a couple weeks ago and then the male was just like nah like sorry sorry everybody yeah it is really difficult yeah and we really i think we have to think more and more creatively and you know and thinking about like how else can we like create these spaces i mean there's other things um i think like so if you think about like what's the situation where we can have like a very intimate talk and like really feel connected, you can think about what other types of things might put us in that space, like emotionally. And for some people, like you might want to try doing a meditation together. Um, you could even Google and find meditations. Um, we talked about meditation on our show a couple of weeks ago. You could find ones that are specifically about like love and compassion. Like you could find something like that and even just do a short one together to kind of like bring you into like a softer space or maybe there's like a sexy romantic song you like that you could like play for your partner and then like you know just to kind of like find this like um emotional space where you're like a little more um not on edge and you're kind of like just in this space where you want to have that conversation right like how do we like create that. So we're thinking like, what else can we use? What else can we find? What other tools can we bring into our chats, our phone or video chats to like help um, foster emotional intimacy? I feel like the art of the mixtape has sort of gotten lost over time. Like I know people still like put together a playlist for somebody, but like the art of the mixtape used to burn a CD and you'd pick each song and it would be like a story. I, I think there's a lot of like cute things that people used to do that you could probably, you know, pick up on now before there was the internet and all of the stuff constantly with that level of connection. There's some stuff that people did. Um, yeah. Like I love the idea of doing a mixtape or uh, even exercising together, like finding some kind of video or like helping each other through whatever it is. Uh, um, and then making sure that you, you know, you spend some time focusing on like all of the various parts. So we've been talking about emotional. You should also focus on the physical parts of each other. Like just make sure that you're spending a time on all the things that you use to affirm your relationship. And speaking of affirming relationships, here's a word from some of our sponsors. We'll be right back. Well, I hope you enjoyed whatever they tried to sell you, but we're back to talk about, we're not selling anything today, but, um, so we have like these two different ends of the spectrum questions, right? So we've been talking about what are some of the things that you can do or why it's so important to maintain those emotional bonds in ways. And it's going to be different for every relationship. I think that's one of the really important things like spring and I can't say like, this is the one way that's going to work for you in your relationship. You have to be really thoughtful about what it is, but know that you have to do something right. And it's all parties. Um, we can't have just one person doing all the work and the other person taking, right? Both people need to be working and giving energy and effort to make sure that you maintain a relationship. Um, it's really easy to fall into a trap where you have a giver in a relationship who's thinking of the special things to do and emailing the quiz and creating uh, the playlist and sharing it. If it only comes from one direction, it's going to foster resentment and someone's going to get tired, right? So just make sure that everybody in the relationship is taking an active role and creating and supporting that kind of positive emotional energy. I think that's a really good point. And, you know, that's for 
the quarantined couples and for the distance couples, right? Like both people really need to commit to we're in this together. You know, this is a hard time for everybody, whether you're apart or together, everything's changing. There's a lot of new things to get used to. And yeah, there's still attention that needs to be paid to our um, both romantic and non-romantic relationships. And that needs to come from everyone. And that needs to, you know, be a priority. And like, I think having a conversation about that too, like, you know, the reason I'm thinking of all these creative fun things for us to do. And the reason I'm like trying to like keep connecting with you is because I want to make this relationship a priority and I really want it to like survive this like weird time for us. And even just, you know, kind of highlighting that I think could um, help the other partner to understand, you know, how they might want to contribute to that as well. And so, you know, just kind of even bringing up the fact that, you know, this is why I'm doing this um, could help start that conversation. Yeah. So if I was giving a direct piece of like a piece of homework or piece of advice, it would be that each person is responsible for at least one, like, distance date a week where they plan the whole thing from beginning to end all of the quizzes questions music dance exercise sex pictures whatever it is that you're doing with the person like each person should be responsible for planning one of those sort of events uh every week up until we all are able to get back together again second question it's not a question. Um, it's a very long situational email. Like, help, I'm being driven crazy by being forced into close quarters. This is from someone that's, what did they say? There's someone living with uh, his partner in a studio apartment. Yikes. All right. Um, yeah. So this is uh, the opposite, where the first half we were talking about building emotional closeness here you need to build emotional separation into your life. <laughs> emotional and physical separation. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's, it is very difficult. Like no matter how much you love somebody, being around the person all the time is not healthy. Like, I mean, that is not healthy for anyone ever. And especially, you know, when there's a stressful time in your life, I would say it's even less healthy. So it is important to figure out, you know, how can I take care of myself and how can I be very compassionate about how I'm doing that as well? So it's not just, um, Hey, I need space. I'm out. But like, you know, considering how this affects your partner, because you have to come home to your partner and like thinking about, okay, so I, need to go for a walk because that's an important emotionally healthy thing for me to like get a little bit of space and like how can I communicate that to my partner in a way that is loving so that they also feel excited about me doing this and don't feel like I'm trying to get away from them or I'm trying to desert them or I'm not supporting them because that's what it can feel like when we're in this time of intense stress right absolutely uh I mean Communication is of the utmost importance, um, and we're, we always are saying it's important to talk, but part of being cooped up with someone all the time is learning that, yes, you do need to talk, but you also need to make sure you talk about, like, what are your secret single behaviors? 
Like, what kind of personal space and personal time do you need? Um, even if two people are living together in a studio apartment, they spend time apart. And now you're not spending any time apart. So it's thinking about, like, what are the things that you do that you enjoy when you're away from me? And you have to be okay, right? Like, everybody, like, no two people love the exact same things and do the same things together all of the time. We all have lives outside of our relationship and that life needs to be supported and affirmed as well. So it's having that conversation and saying like, Hey, what are some of the things that you like to do? Um, and, and how can we manage that in space? Um, I mean, if we think about it, like if you're stuck in a studio apartment, it's like you can't even really get away for media. You can't even get away for like television. You can't get away for like all of it is right there up close with that other person. Um, so it's about boundaries. And we talk about boundaries a lot as well. And it's about respecting that other person's boundaries, too. Um, if I was stuck in a studio apartment, I would figure out how to hang up a curtain somewhere inside of that and then give everybody a certain number of hours of like peaceful alone time, like behind the curtain, like get some beats headphones or noise canceling headphones or whatever you do and make that okay, right? Like you need to be okay with not being close to your partner and you have to be okay with your partner wanting to be away from you as well. Like both of those need to be okay in all relationships. Um, and I think this question is a lot more is 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 really serious too. If we look at the data that's coming out of China, right? They were on quarantine for uh, eight weeks, twelve weeks. Like their divorce rate is skyrocketing, right? Because <laughs> people are freaking out because we spend so much time and energy, like, oh, what can I do to be close to this person, and, and like, is my relationship healthy? And then all of a sudden, like. We have two deep ends today. And I think in some ways, for a lot of people, this is going to be the way more toxic deep end and harder to navigate than the this is distance, right? Because distance, you can work on being cute and being affectionate and give each other homework. If you're stuck together all the time, like what, what kind of homework assignment can you give yourself to make sure that you are going to be mentally healthy and that your partner is going to be mentally healthy? What do you do? I think that, you know... There are some tips that are kind of crossover here too, though, because like part of it is we, when we're in close quarters with someone like that, you know, like we start to think like, I need my space, I need my time, I need my space, I need my time. And we can actually forget like, oh, let's make some cute time for us. Let's make this date time. Let's make this special time like we were just talking about, right? Because we get so focused on help, help, help. And then we're not creating fun and creative, uh, enjoyable things to do together. Spring and just stole my tip. So that was going to be my, my big tip is that it's <laughs> at the end of the day, it's the same advice. What? Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Spring. I did I interrupted you, but I couldn't believe it. Like, oh no. Yeah. That, Look, that, this is why we do this podcast together because we work really well together, Andrew. And we can read each other's minds. <laughs> no, yeah. but it's, it's the same thing. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Because you need to like create that space for each other, even within those close quarters. And like, um, you know, I think, you know, we've started to think creatively more about how to do weird things online together. But like, you can also think very creatively about how to do weird things in your apartment together. So like, um, I've been making um, everything an event, you know, so like, every dinner is a dinner party. And like, um, when we go outside and look at the stars, that's called going to the planetarium. And when we, uh, 
play a board game that's called going to the casino. And <laughs> when we watch an old movie that's called going to the dollar theater, <laughs> like, we just, we've, we went to Germany the other night. That was when we made some soft pretzels from scratch. Um, I even made tickets and played a Germany uh, playlist actually. So like <laughs> you can make like this very special, creative, weird things in person too, right? Like there are, these ways to think like, how can we make some silly space for us together as a couple? How can we make this fun space that like actually shifts what we're feeling in these really tight quarters? Absolutely. Uh, it's important to keep in mind that spending all of your time with somebody is not your normal, right? It's not the normal. Normally you spend time with people and you have rituals and spring is inventing new rituals and spending time. And that's what you should be doing, right? Like you might have a Netflix and chill night. You might have a go to the gym night. You might have a go to the bar night, whatever that is, right? And they're different. And now all of our nights are the same night unless we actively take a role in making sure that we're doing something special or different. Um, and I, I mean, I think that's the number one tip. The number two tip is People need alone time. People need refresh time. People need quiet time. I'm a super extrovert. I love to go out and I love to be social, but I still like my alone time. And the way that I handle it is I stay up later, right? I get my time when other people are in bed. Like I, I do my, I mean, spring lo lo loves. No, she laughs when I talk about secret single behaviors, but I have the things that I like to do alone in the quiet in my own mind. Um, and if you're in a studio apartment, it's going to be a little bit harder to do those kind of things. But there's still ways to handle that. Like I said, you could hang up a curtain, you can create separate space and make sure you're giving people that time too. So it's important to give people that positive emotional energy to affirm them. It's also important to give people the space they need to be themselves. So, I mean, it's kind of walking that tightrope. At the same time, you want closeness. You want those special events. I'm going to have a German night now. I hadn't thought of that one. I'm also having many, many theme nights. We had a flamingo party yesterday where I pulled out every flamingo theme thing in the entire house. We had a flamingo pinata and sunglasses. It was a, it was a very, very special kind of day. But uh, why are we so crazy? Slash <laughs> so fun. Um, yeah, and you know what I like about this idea of, um, you know, thinking about how to find your own time, like you said, staying up late and for other people, it could be getting up early before the other person and having some space in the morning. That could be a really great way to start your day. And I think, you know, what's really ideal is to talk to your partner and be like, okay, let's find, um, let's create a schedule so that we can both have some alone time so that we both feel really good. And so that actually gets ahead of the help. I need to go for a walk. I need to get away from you. Right. And so like, if you start this out, like, okay, let's find a time, um, each day where each of us can have a little bit of time to ourselves. When is that going to be today? Do you want to get up earlier tomorrow? Do you want me to get up earlier? And like, try to like, um, schedule that out with your partner and do it in advance so that you're getting ahead of these like little potential things that could hurt our, each other's feelings. And do things with other people as well, right? Like stream people into your living room, have virtual game nights, like do things so that it's not just two people, right? You have the ability with all of the technology surrounding us to make sure that like there are other friends and family members who are a part of our 
physical distancing or isolation or quarantine. Like there's lots of things that you can do that kind of will help de-stress that relationship. Um, if you normally only spend three or four hours a day with somebody and all of a sudden you're spending 24 hours a day, you don't have to spend those other 21 hours actively doing things with that person as well, right? You can still have that date night. You can still do the fun thing for three or four hours a day and be close to the other person, but still kind of have your own life, have your own friends, have your own space and really focus on the time with that other person as time you enjoyed, like the time that you do spend, have it be focused rather than that sort of diffuse over 24 hours too. Mm. Yeah. 24 hours is so many hours in a day, isn't it? I don't even know how many, I feel like time has slowed to a crawl. Like normally at this point in my semester as like a professor, I'm teaching, doing all my classes. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have no time. Ah, ah, ah. Like panic, panic, panic. And now like, I feel like there's just a lot to do, but it all just sort of like blends together into this never ending like Zoom meeting. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I struggle to know what day it is. Yeah, we, I think we all do. I mean, I know we all do. <laughs> and it is like this time right now has kind of shifted, right? Like how we think about time and how we're experiencing time. And I think what the main point I want people to take away today is that like you can design that, right? You can create that. So like start to think about, you know, how you want to design and create this time for your relationship. Like, how do you want to carve out more silly time? How do you want to carve out more personal time? And like, put some intention behind that because it's possible. Like you, you do have the ability to shape this for yourself. Absolutely. Um, and then my little nugget, since my original one is going to be, it's the same advice on both sides, uh, is that this isn't forever either, right? So, like, there is an endpoint at some point in the future, <laughs> eventually, and we're all going to get through this together. Um, and I think one of the really cool things is that I think people are going to be better at maintaining healthy relationships at a distance with people, and we're going to get better at being really close to people. So, like, there's a lot of important lessons that we're all learning. So while this is a time of, like, real tragedy and it's really hard for people, I think that we're learning to be better communicators because we have to be not because we want to be but because we're being forced into it so uh <laughs> build those spaces figure out those times schedule those dates and make sure that you tell people you love them and that you love them enough to give them their own space yeah, yeah. yeah. that's it so thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, if you have any questions or any comments or any follow-up for this episode or any other questions about relationships or sex or sexual health or sexual tips or anything else, feel free to reach out to us. We're available uh, by phone. We're 413-I-RAPID. Uh, you can email us. We're thesexwrap at gmail.com. And we're active on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at thesexwrap. And that's wrap with a W. Thanks, for every thanks everyone. Have a good one. Wrap it. <laughs>